1: Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured
0: And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in here on the Red Future Radio Network. Very excited to be joining you today as we are broadcasting from my beautiful central Ohio abode. Thank you for being here. A lot has gone down over the past week, um, or not quite week, but weekend since we did the program last on Friday. We're going to try to stay longer this time. Last time we cut it a little short. We're going to try to stay the entire episode today. I have a little bit of a sore throat, so if you can hear the sinus issues through the microphone, I apologize. But we are here with you today. Brought to you by our patrons over at patreon.com slash gopjosh. The people that keep the program, the, the, the ground game, so to speak, of the talk radio are is our, our financial supporters. Patreon.com slash gopjosh for that. Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot C-O-M slash G-O-P-J-O-S-H to support the program. Thank you for supporting the program through Patreon. Uh, So yeah, let's get right into the episode. So the federal agents met regularly with Twitter ahead of the Hunter Biden laptop censorship. So we remember back to October 2020 when Donald Trump said there is major censorship going on in Twitter there is a lot of this stuff going on inside Twitter, saying yes, this is not by accident. The censorship we see on Twitter of the Hunter Biden laptop story is not by accident. It is led entirely by the Feds and the the Biden administration and the, or the future administration, I should say, to protect them and keep them possibly in power. Right. New information has emerged in the case of the Twitter censorship and suppression of the New York Post reporting on Hunter Biden's laptop in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. In a disclosure to the FEC, it was revealed that Twitter had weekly meetings with federal law enforcement and that it was during one of those meetings that Trump Twitter was told to watch out for Russian disinformation drop. So, so first off, this was under the Biden administration or under the Trump administration. Right. This was under the administration of Donald Trump. And we'll, we'll go get into him a little later. But if this is under the guidance of Donald Trump and his people in power, he can't go out on on Truth Social and blame Biden's people. He can't go out on on social media and say this is Biden's people's fault. This is the fault of the people backing Joe Biden. It was his people. Uh, From Jack Poso. Breaking last year, Twitter has disclosed to the FEC that they were... Warned of a hack and leak operation involving Hunter Biden by federal law enforcement that led them to censor the New York Post story. So remember, the New York Post broke this story before anyone else, where they were like, "Yeah, um, there was misinformation, and this is the misinformation." Right? We all remember this. So, the disclosure was signed by Yoel Roth, saying that yes, this happened, and we can we can read portions of this here. He has it uh, very appropriately. Highlighted, Uh, since 2018, I have had regular meetings with the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, the Department of Homeland Security, the FBI, and industry peers regarding election security. During these weekly meetings, the federal law enforcement agencies communicated that they had expected hack and leak operations by state actors might occur in the period shortly before the 2020 presidential election, likely in October. I was told in these meetings that the intelligence community expected that individuals associated with political campaigns would be subject to hacking attacks and that the material obtained through these hacking attacks would likely be uh, disseminated over social media platforms, including Twitter. These expectations of hack and leak operations were discussed throughout 2020. So they heard that there might be a big drop of Russian disinformation. They took it upon themselves to believe it was the Biden laptop, and they started censoring it. But throughout the Twitter files is what they called them, there was a lot more that went down, right? A lot more went down to the point where Elon Musk said, if I commit suicide, it's fake. And I wish I had that audio for you, where he pretty much said, if I commit suicide, it's fake. That's what we have inside of these things. That's what we have in these files, these important, very important files. And, and there's a lot to get into with those. And I read through them, um, lightly. I haven't done deep reading into them yet. I've had a, a busy weekend. And I hope you all had a great weekend. But, I, I want to read part of this. Matt, uh, Tabellini does not say, or Tabibi, or Telabibi? I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he has here on the Twitter files. He's the one that released them, okay? He, he's the one that announced them on his page, um, The Twitter files tell an incredible story from inside one of the world's largest and most influential social media platforms. It is the Frankenstein tale of a human-built mechanism grown out of control of its designer. So if we go down here, by 2020, requests from connected actors to delete tweets were routine. One executive would write to another more to review from the Biden team. They would reply back, handled. The Biden team, the campaign behind Joe Biden, obviously, were sending... Tweets sending posts to the Twitter executives saying review these and take them down possibly. Celebrities and unknowns alike could be removed or reviewed at the behest of a political party. And I'm going to put this uh, tweet up on screen for those watching the video. An additional report from the DNC. Uh, These random person i never heard of here. And then real James Woods who is a very conservative actor. Who is prominent on social media as well, right? So, so he's taken down just like everyone else through his tweets that are attacked by the DNC. Both parties had access to these tools. Um, for instance, in 2020, requests from both the Trump White House and Biden campaign were received and honored. However, the system wasn't balanced. It was based on contacts, and we have the photo up here. Ninety-nine point seven three percent of money in the 2022 cycle was to Democrats from Twitter employees. 98.47 in 2020. And obviously that's where it was basing off of, was 2020. So they have not, they, they, they do not have equal access to both parties. And both parties don't have equal access to this censorship. How and why Twitter blocked the Hunter Biden laptop story? Twitter took extraordinary uh, extraordinary steps to suppress the story, removing links and posting warnings that it may be unsafe. They even blocked its transmission via direct message, a tool hitherto reserved for extreme cases, etc. Child pornography. That's what they compared it to. Kaylee McEnany, the uh, chief, not chief, but the the White House spokesperson who was also working for the campaign, was locked out of her account for sharing the story and talking about it. Um, This was from a tweet from uh, Mike Han, who is a campaign staffer. Kaylee McEnany has been locked out of her account for simply talking about the New York Post story. All she did was cite the story and first-hand reporting that has been un- uh, reported by other outlets and not disputed by the Biden campaign. And she was locked. I need an answer immediately on when slash how she will be unlocked. I also don't appreciate how no one on this team called me regarding the news will be censoring news articles. Like I said, at least pretend to care for the next 20 days. That was on October 14th. Um, Carolyn Strom, who is from Twitter, said, now, can you take a closer look to her team? Um, per checking, the user was bounced by site integrity for violating our hacked materials policy, adding them here for further gui- uh, insights and guidance. Um, so he put here, although several sources recalled hearing about a general warning from federal law enforcement that Summer has a- about possible foreign policy hacks, there's no evidence that I've seen of any government involved in the laptop story. That might have been the problem. So this is an insane story. There is direct involvement by the DNC, by Joe Biden, by his campaign to censor this story that would have changed the votes of one in five Biden voters. That statistic came out shortly after this story was revealed to the public without censorship was that one in five voters would have flipped their vote, would have voted for Donald Trump and over Joseph Robinette Biden. In the in this instance with this being shared out to the public. Remember that. As that is one in five is twenty percent. We know Donald Trump won without the fraud. That would overwhelm the fraud. That would overwhelm the fraud. And they know that. And they know that's what the basis is. Is that the the fraud would be overwhelmed by the votes of people who support Donald Trump, especially because of this story. What's in that laptop is insane, and we've talked about it here on the show. What's in that laptop is criminal, is just disgusting, frankly. Right back after this, Red Future Radio Network, GOP Josh. Uh, Stay right here. We'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Wherever you get your podcast, gopjosh.com, on the air, on our streams, or on... Well, I guess that's about it, isn't it? So the Biden White House, we just talked about before the break, if you missed that, uh, go back and listen to the podcast, but... The Biden White House has dismissed the Hunter Biden censorship revelations, and blaming Twitter of increasing hate speech. So let's see if we have a clip here. I believe we do, um, from the post millennial two minutes fifty two seconds. and
1: it's the person we've talked to you since you released the files uh, a few days ago. Is it the White House view that decisions at Twitter were made appropriately uh, in terms of decisions to censor this reporting ahead of the election? Let me. You. you uh you mischaracterize actually what I what I actually said and took it out of context when you asked her a question. Um, look, when I answered the question, and I already actually already addressed this um, about uh, how the, the 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 White House and the administration is is seeing uh, what's happening on Twitter. We were we follow also uh, what's going on just like you guys are reporting and just like you guys are seeing. And what I was commenting to is like yes, we're we're seeing what is happening just like you all are seeing what's happening. Uh, with Twitter. So just want to clear that up because you definitely mischaracterized what I said or put it out of context. Um, And so can you ask your question again? Yes, my question was that you had said I think six or so days ago that the White House was watching um, closely the situation at Twitter after Elon Musk's ownership of it with respect to misinformation. And because these files were released um, on the basis of, you know, hack materials clause, Uh, At Twitter, uh, decisions were made to to censor reporting leading up to the election. My question was, is it the White House view that these decisions were made appropriately in light of what has come out? Which decisions? By whom? By Twitter. By Twitter on... Okay. So, look... (laughs) We see this as a, a, an interesting or a coincidence, if I may, She's so bad that, at her job. Uh, uh, that he would so haphazardly, uh, Twitter would so haphazardly push this distraction. Uh, that is a, a, a form of uh, old news, if you think about it. Um, and uh, at the old same time, Twitter is facing it. very real and very serious questions uh, about the rising volume of anger, hate, and anti-Semitism on their platform, and uh, how they're letting it happen. And, uh, you know, the president said last week, more leaders need to speak out I'm and reject here.
0: this. So we have a White House press secretary. Who came out and said, well, this is because of rising hate speech. That's more important. Duh, does she know that Elon Musk banned Kanye West or yay? Much to my dismay, he shouldn't have been banned. He didn't incite violence. But. Oh, because, oh, yay. He, he he posted a bad picture, so he needs to be banned. If that's the case, he did that. There is not rising hate speech on Twitter. Allowing free speech is not hate speech. And I believe if the Biden administration was leading Twitter, every single person who didn't vote for Joe Biden or, or his dead parent didn't vote for Joe Biden in 2020 would be banned. We're going to move on here to Arizona a fantastic state with terrible leaders. Terry Lake, as of this second, as of 631 on Monday, December 5th, will not be the governor, uh, 2022, the year of our Lord, will not be the governor of Arizona. The amount of irregularities in this election, the amount of fraud in this election, the amount of laws being violated in this election, Make this invalid. People were lined up. Blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks away. To vote. Could not wait in line for three hours. The censorship of the conservatives. Day of voting. Primarily. Favors conservatives. Carrie Lake. Pushed day of voting. Katie Hobbs knew this. Her team did not take day of voting as seriously. People. People. Not being able to vote is a form of voter suppression. People being turned away because the machines are broken, because the tabulators are only counting one in every three uh, ballots. That is a form of voter suppression. Katie Hobbs, as Secretary of State, who oversaw her own election. Now think think of this. A 5th grader, we're going to go back to 5th grade here. As everyone on Twitter thinks I'm still in. A 5th grader is playing... Heads up, 7-up in their class. And they want to win heads up, 7-up. I don't know how you win that game. Uh-uh, this is a bad, bad example. They say, I tapped this person, this person, this person. Well, this person said, I wanted to be tapped. I, I, I uh, This isn't a good example. I, I'm bad at this. <laughs> I'm, I'm bad at the analogies. But they were overseeing their own game of... I don't know. I, I'm not good at the analogies. But they just imagine a 5th grader was... Trading out candy in the class, right? And you're like, well, this piece goes to Emma. This piece goes to Warnock. I don't know why I said Warnock, but this piece goes to Herschel. This piece goes to me. This piece goes to Josh. This piece goes to Carrie. This piece goes to Josh. This piece goes to Olivia. This piece goes to Josh. You know what I? I you know what I mean? I mean, there's there's not a a a basis where a Secretary of State should oversee their own election, as we saw in Arizona. We saw one of the worst-ran elections in our country's history in Arizona. This should not deter conservatives from voting in Georgia, as that is the most important thing you can do tomorrow. If you're in Georgia, if you're listening on one of our Georgia affiliates or just in Georgia, period, get out and vote for Herschel Walker. Get out and vote. It's crucial. Carrie Lake is going to sue, rightfully, over this election, as she should, as she has the right to, because the election was terrible. The election was terribly ran. Speaking of a terribly ran election, Trump made a Truth Social post, which is the most important thing ever, it seems, to people on the internet, when Trump posts on Truth Social. This is what he said let me find the exact post because I want you all to see it exactly or hear it exactly. So we're going to find it here as fast as I can scroll to find it. Is this it? This is not it. All right, we'll find it. We'll find it for you. So with the revelation of mass, massive and widespread fraud, deception, and working closely with the big tech companies, the DNC and the Democratic Party Do you know, do you throw the presidential election results of a 2020 out and declare the rightful winner or do you have a new election? Now, I I want to play this clip of what Joe Biden said leading up to the election.
1: We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history
0: of American politics. He admitted there was fraud. We found out there was fraud. Trump said we should have a new election. I agree with Trump. He also said here, um, a massive fraud of this type in magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. That's where he loses me and loses hundreds and hundreds of Americans. And we'll talk about that. When we return, we're going go to do a break quick here on the Red Feature Radio Network. Um, let, let some things flow out. Get ready for the next segment be right back after this red future radio gop josh right back with donald trump's Truth social post you're listening to the conservative crusader hey everyone it's gop josh we can only keep the conservative crusader podcast or or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support we have recently launched a patreon program where you can support us here at red future radio For as little as $3 a month, you can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the conservative crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Sorry about that last segment, folks. <laughs> like I mentioned at the beginning of the program, having some sinus issues. How to get that out of here. So Donald Trump posted on Truth Social mentioning possibly suspending some of the laws for fraudulent elections when it comes to fraudulent elections. He said, in a quote, a massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Our great founders did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections. Does Trump want to win in 2024? Does Trump want to win? Because some of the things he's saying here make me a little scared. Do I think we should strip the Constitution of the United States because... Trump lost an election and it frauded out. Yes, that gets me upset. I don't believe, and I I know I just messed that up. (laughs) No, I don't think we should submit the Constitution. Obviously. Do I believe there is massive fraud in the 2020 election? Yes, I do. Do I believe it calls for the suspension of all rules, regulations, and articles... Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Do I agree? Our great founders did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections. Yes, I agree with that. So every sentence is back and forth, kind of like his endorsement record. Back and forth with the good conservatives, the squishy conservatives, the good conservatives, the squishy conservatives. But he he backed this up a little bit. And he kind of fixed it. The fake news is actually trying to convince the American people that I said I want to terminate the Constitution. Uh, this is simply more disinformation and lies, just like Russia, 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 and all of their other hoaxes and scams. What I said was that when there is massive and widespread fraud and deception has been irrefrib- irrefutably proven in the 2020 presidential election, steps must immediately be taken to the right to right the wrong. Only fools would disagree with that and accept the stolen election MAGA. This statement I agree with. If there is massive fraud as there was, steps need to be taken immediately to fix and right those wrongs. If we don't have free and fair elections in the United States of America, we will not have free and fair elections anywhere. Trump has not a way with words. Sometimes he's hilarious, sometimes he's epic, sometimes he's based and red-pilled. Sometimes he says things the wrong way that people take the wrong way and have the right to take the wrong way because he says them the wrong way. That's what happened there. I took it the wrong way when I read it. And I understand what he's getting at now. I still think it's taken the wrong way. And I still think that I'm probably taking it the wrong way. But you can't say that. So first he met with Nick Fuentes. And yay. Getting the Israel lobby. Peed off at him. Mad mad at him. for, For a word I can say on the air. He has the, the pro-Constitution wing of the Republican Party currently mad at him for saying that we should terminate all laws in the Constitution. Now, the Democrats are supporting him now. No, I'm kidding. But There's a problem there. And I'm not getting off the Trump 2024 train by any means. I, I still support the man. But you can't double down on everything you say. You can't obviously... Utterly be wrong about something. As I'm not afraid to say on here. Trump is wrong about something. You cannot publicly go on on social media. And say we need to destroy the constitution of the United States. And be taken seriously. In the Republican Party. In the right wing. Perspective. You, You can't be. That's upsetting to me. That Trump has. Said that. Now I'm still backing him. I still think he has wrongs to right. And I believe the 2020 election was stolen. We need a new election. He should be president. But that's not the way to say it. And it's all about optics, especially this early when you're establishing in the very few Americans minds that don't already have a partisan opinion about you one way or the other. You are establishing someone that's in the middle towards you. That's not going to get them there. That's not going to push them to you. That's going to push them to the left. Saying, if this is the right wing that wants to to terminate the Constitution, I'm back at the left. Trump has a lot of work to do. He needs an optic check. He needs someone on his team that knows optics. Trump, my phone line's available. 574-675-6747. Give me a call. Link's right to my cell. Listeners can also do that. 574-675-6747. 57. GOP Josh 7. To call into the program, leave a voicemail. Emails, live email boxes open, josh at gopjosh.com. If you want to contact the program, josh at gopjosh.com. So we have a battle for the chair of the RNC. The most important election in January is going to be the chair of the Ohio Republican Party and the chair of the National Republican Party. There is a new challenger for one of those races, for the race of the chair of the National Party. Uh, San Francisco attorney, I believe she's from San Francisco. Um, Harmeet Dillion or Dillon. Ronna McDaniel is about to draw a new challenger to her post as Republican National Committee chair, and she's pretty much confirmed this on Twitter, re- retweeting these articles. Harmeet Dillon, she's an RNC chair, uh, committee woman, whose firm represents Donald Trump, is preparing her bid for a party chair, according to two people familiar with her planning. Dylan has been talking with fellow RNC members about a prospective run, and those close to Dylan say a formal formal launch could come within the next few days. Please do. So we need, on the committee, based on bylaws, a Republican chair and a Democratic co-chair, or not, not Republican and Democrat, but a, a male chair and a woman co-chair, or a woman chair and a male co-chair. I believe this is why Lee Zeldin said he's going to um, stop and and wait until after the midterms, or after the runoff Tuesday, but also wait until the 7th to declare. I believe Hermie uh, is going to declare right before him for chair, and Lee Zeldin's going to declare for co-chair, or vice versa. Something's going to go on in that situation. And boy, do I hope that happens. A party led by Harmeet Dillon and Lee Zeldin, both of which have the endorsement of Scott Pressler, who is also someone seen as a high and and needed-to-be-high-up figure in the party. Having that, that, that team will make the GOP unstoppable. Having these people on their records, on their committee, saying, we need this, we need to learn how to ballot harvest, we need to learn how to secure our elections and, and, and take over what the left's doing and combat them with our own methods and our own way of doing the same thing. That's who we need in that that position. I believe you need 50 1% uh, to be appointed to this position. I don't believe it's a majority vote. If it is, one of them needs to step down, obviously. 56 committee members, which is approximately... Let's see here. 33% of the committee has formally said they're going to support her. I believe it's 56. Possibly more than that. It doesn't actually say. Does it say? We'll see here. This is a letter to Ronald McDaniel saying she should run for chair again. Um, It doesn't say how many people. Uh, Richard, it does not say Richard's last name, but Richard is a leader of the re-election campaign for Ronald McDaniel. Support for Ronna continues to grow. Um, here's the list of states that are supporting her: everyone from Alaska, one person from Alabama, everyone from American Samoa, two people from California, one from Colorado, two from Connecticut, all three. I'm sorry, uh, three from D.C., uh, two from Delaware, two from Florida, two, uh, three from Guam, three from Hawaii, three from Iowa, two from Idaho three from Illinois, two from three from Indiana uh, three from Kansas, one from Kentucky, two from Kentucky I'm sorry uh, one from Louisiana, two from Massachusetts <laughs> testing me there. Uh, two from Maryland, two from three from Maine, three from Michigan, three from Minnesota, three from Missouri, uh, three from MP. I'm not exactly sure what that is <laughs> uh, two from MS. Two from Montana, two from, uh, three from uh, North Carolina, two from North Dakota, one from, um, yeah, any? <laughs> I'm I'm Nebraska. Two from New Hampshire, one from New Jersey. And here's New Mexico, two from there, three from um, Nevada, three from Ohio, which is disappointing. Ro- Rob Paduchik or Bob Paduchik is still on that committee. All right. Uh, we've got one from Oklahoma, two from Oregon three from Puerto Rico, three, uh, two from South Carolina, one from Texas, three from Utah, three from uh, Vermont, I believe. No, that's not Vermont. Uh, three from VI, one from Vermont, three from Washington, three from uh, Wisconsin, and one from West Virginia that are backing her re-election on paper, documented. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes below, and we'll get back to this in the second segment, or in the next segment, on how you can find your committeemen and how you can make a change in the party how you can find who they are, contact them, etc. GOP Josh, Red Future Radio Network, right back after this here on the Conservative Crusader. Stay tuned right here. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. Hi, I'm Joseph Bausch, CEO of Hydro Communications and the American Perspective. The American Perspective is a new, trustworthy news and opinion organization with the information that you crave. You should visit americasperspective.us to read the news, our analysis, and watch our great lineup of talk shows. Again, that's americasperspective.us, and I'll see you there. This is The Conservative Crusader. Closing out the show today, thank you for being here and listening. We went through the list of people who are supporting Ronna McDaniel. In the last segment. And I want to tell you how you can contact your committeemen. So go to the link. And there's going to be a short segment. We're going to end up the show here in just a minute. Go to the link in the show notes below. It says find your committeemen in all caps. I'll even bold it for you if that copies and pastes. And you can go to the member gallery I believe. By the RNC. Go to your state. I'm going to go down here to Ohio. My home state. I know who the members are already. But we're going to go to Ohio. And find your state. You can do Control f on your keyboard, Command-F on your keyboard, and you can go there. Rob Paduchik, Jim Dykey, and Joanne Davidson are our members. One man, one woman, and one state chair. Now go on here, search their name on Google or uh, Brave or whatever. Contact information. So let's find uh, Jim Dickey. I didn't do this beforehand. Contact information. See if I can find him. He's on the ballot here. Ballotpedia might have links to him. You can just do this with everyone. You can do this with with, with any member of the party. You can go through and say, well, this is where I, I want to find these people. I want to find who they are and find how to contact them and email them. Worst comes to worst, just do some sort of email through the RNC. Obviously, it's not going to be foolproof. you got to dig for some of these, unfortunately. You can't just know it. They can't publish it like they do for the state committee in Ohio. But you can find it. and Make this, email these people. Call these people and say we cannot not, not, not have Ronna McDaniel. We cannot have her back in the reins of party leadership. And Joanne Davidson, who is a 95-year-old woman who is our committee member, I bet she doesn't have contact information. She probably doesn't have even a a personal Facebook page. Oh, look. The Joanne Davidson Leadership Institute. Send us a message. You can contact through that if you're in Ohio. They got a mailing address. They got a phone number. You gotta dig. You gotta find it. And I'm doing this live on the air. I was not preparing to do this, but I'm doing it. We always do things uh, unprepared on the show. Because that's just how the show rolls, All right. So... Contact your members, contact your people. Say we do not need Ronna McDaniel. Contact your state central committee members to relay your message to the national committee members. That's their job. That's one of their jobs. Or just to the chairman, who's also on the the committee, obviously. Uh, Robert Paduchik, Bob Paduchik, is gone pretty soon, thank goodness. One more thing I want to mention is there has been a lot of protest in Hong Kong. I stand with the people of Hong Kong and of... Uh, China, who have been standing up against the radical zero-COVID policies in China, where the leader of China, um, Xi Jinping, has been welding doors shut, or not him, but his people, welding doors shut, saying we cannot, not, not have any sort of freedom until COVID is eradicated. A collective uproar in this from China, or from uh, CNN, from people across China against stringent COVID measures have forced a remarkable partial climb down of one of the world's most authoritarian governments and its leader, Xi Jinping. Since last week, more than 20 cities, including the major metropolises of Beijing, uh, other words I can pronounce, uh, uh, Wuhan is on there, the Wuhan flu, scrapped the requirements for negative COVID tests on public transport, if not other public venues, and some residential compounds now allow infected residents with special needs to quarantine at home, Instead of being sent sent to centralized quarantine, thank you. Protesting, making your voice heard in these countries and these authoritarian regimes, is risky. It's something that you don't want to do, not something you want to risk your life with. But boy, is it impactful. Those out in China, I stand with you. Even if. Apple doesn't, if Google doesn't, if these big tech companies don't, if Republicans or, or Democrats in Congress don't stand with you, and they shouldn't, they shouldn't get involved. As a person, I stand with you. We need change in China. The largest manufacturing partner of the of the United States, maybe not partner, but manufacturing country in terms of the United States is China. We must stand with you and fight with you, metaphorically speaking. Because what happens there is just about six weeks away from happening here. And we know Biden won't stop and won't fray and won't say, well, let's not do that. No, he'll go straight down in it. We know that. You know that. And so if you're listening here from China, maybe the Epic Times people who are a fan of the show apparently, we stand with you. We stand with you against tyranny. We stand with you against radicalism, against co- no, zero, co- uh, zero China virus policies. We stand with you. Thank you for listening to the Conservative Crusader, tonight's edition of the show. We'll be back Wednesday with a brand new episode, of course. We are now Monday, Wednesday, Friday, trying that out for a while. Here on the program, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Here at the Conservative Crusader. GOPjosh.com is my web page. You can also find me on social media uh, at GOPjosh20 on on Twitter and on Instagram. On Facebook is at GOPjosh. Our telegram is t.me slash GOPjosh. Pardon me. Our truth social is GOPjosh. And until next time, my friends. Wrong button. <laughs> I always do that. I don't want to leave. Until next time, my friends. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Until next time, my name is GOP Josh. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.